That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and we are back in my home state of Florida, where things in Duval are bright and sunny. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Rock and it's gonna work for me. And you just got Flanders. That's what it is! This court is adjourned. It is Commissioner Cooper. Welcome to Sophistication Station. I'm here to save the fantasy roster. And it's time for TSS Fantasy! Yeah! Oh, God, it's Jacksonville. The one <laughs> night a weeker is back and in charge, as you can hear tonight. We are back for Jacksonville Jaguars football Listen, this ain't your daddy's Jaguars team, Fred, so you better sit up and That's pay right. attention. Because my daddy don't live in England. England <laughs> Let's welcome into the studio Fred the Jester Reyes as he's living up to his name. Welcome in, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My once a week. Don't worry, guys. I'll be here more the start of the season. No problems. But uh, thank you all for following me at TSS Jester. Uh, we'll just keep putting out uh, as much content as possible. But uh, we appreciate you being here tonight. What up, Justin? Justin, welcome into. He looks like he's frozen. Yep, there he went. <laughs> he's at an A A W event. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he got that I don't know that is background tonight. Oh, what's going on? All right. Well, anyway, we'll wait for him to return. No big deal. So, listen. If you're going online, go to tssfantasy.com. Check out all of our latest and greatest rankings. Fred's gonna be up there very soon. Yes. Hopefully, soon we're gonna see some rankings from Fred. That's actually two years in the making, so we're all real <laughs> excited about that. <laughs> so, also, don't forget, get to our sponsors if you can. Go to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100. Jazz Sportsbooks, again, lots of great promos. Use the promo code TSS there as well. And also, don't forget Pro-Am Belts. If you're looking for some great bling for your fantasy championships, go to Pro-Am Belts. All right, let's welcome in Justin Jesus Herrera. I just love how the camera always like freezes on me at the wrong times. I'll be like going like cross-eyed and shit like that. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, that's the last image right there, baby. But stoked to be in Daly's place. And you're right, Freddie. Your daddy doesn't own the Jaguars. That's Tony Khan's daddy right there. The famous owner of AEW Wrestling, baby. Oh, I get the reference now. It took me a second. I was like, what is this guy? What's the AEW? Right. Hey, all right. I love it. I'm learning things. Hey, man, I came too. prepared this year to do all the references with the green screen. Bro, I, I, I know you have, and that's why I was surprised. Like, why is this guy AEW, bro? Great job, man. Cleaned it up. I love it. All right. Well, I hate that you just got back. I got to bid you adieu, but we know we got guests waiting and we got the dock in. So let's hear from the dock and then we'll bring our guests in. We'll be back.
The doctor is in. We're in our home state of Florida for the Jacksonville Jaguars. What's on the house call, Doc? All right, let's start with Travis Etienne. So he spent his rookie season sidelined with that Liz Frank fracture, which is really an alarming injury for an NFL running back. But he didn't miss a game last season, right? He came back and earned either a 16 or a 17 position ranking, which was essentially his rookie season. More importantly, his foot appeared to be 100%. So in what's essentially going to be his second season now, this may be a breakout. We're going to go 25% of the bench for Travis Etienne. Moving to the wide receiver position, Christian Kirk. So he played in every regular season game over the last two years. And last year was a particularly breakout season for him with a number 11 position ranking. So I want to know, Three of you guys have him at number 31. All five of you on the rankings have him between 24 and 31, which makes me think that in any league that the TSS personalities are drafting in, Christian Kirk could be a steal. Couple him with Trevor Lawrence having a good year coming up. He's going to be a 10% of the bench receiver. Lastly, Calvin Ridley is entering his sixth NFL season, but he's played only 49 regular season games. In fairness, he missed all last season with his gambling suspension. If he plays like 2020 Calvin Ridley, he's a good pick. But for a guy averaging only eight games a season, 12 if we exclude 2022, he's not playing a lot. We're going to go 85% of the bench for Calvin Ridley. Ooh, I wasn't expecting that. That put a lot of hamper because everyone's very excited about Calvin Ridley, hence why Christian Kirk's value is a little down this year. So we'll see what happens, but you hear the doc. We'll see you tomorrow for the Houston Texans. You then. Yeah, I kind of put a little damper on my parade for sure. I'm really high on Calvin Ridley this year. Doc, thanks a lot. All right, we got guests waiting. Who cares what I think? We got friends of the show, Lori Fitzpatrick. And don't forget Nika from Black and Teal Podcast. And we got a new friend, Mike Patton. Let's welcome them all into the studio. Our next stop on our summer tour, we go back to the Sunshine State, where things are bright in Duval. Get ready for the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, our guests are in. Let's welcome in. First, we'll welcome in the 2020 Jacksonville Fan of the Year. Nika, welcome into the studio. Hi, thank you for having me. We appreciate you coming. Welcome in Lori Fitzpatrick, our homie from the show. What's going on, Lori? Yo, what's going on, guys? We appreciate you coming in. And we got a new friend, our boy, Mike Pat. Welcome into the studio, my friend. Thank you for having me. We appreciate you being here. All right, well, let's get things started. We're going to talk about first your last year, which, of course, not a great thing to talk about, or maybe it is for Jaguar fans. Nine and eight to finish. Wow, but is that is that right? Beat the Chargers 31 to 30, coming behind from 27 to nothing in the playoffs because that's when you make your money. The Jacksonville Jaguars were hot at the end of the year. Unfortunately, you lost to the Chiefs, but a respectable game, 27-20. to 20. Um, Again, the season was a little up and down, 
but got hot when it mattered and in the playoffs more specifically. Was super excited to see you guys. And I'm being down here in Florida. It's nice to see Jacksonville finally stepping up uh, in the NFL. Lori, I'm going to go to you first. Sum up last year three words or less and then expand on it. Uh, you actually just said it, and I only need one word, and that's finally. Honestly, it's, it's just it was really exciting to like to see them play so well. And I kind of had a feeling, I think we all kind of had a feeling that it was going to end like the season was going to end on a high note because those losses that happened in the beginning of the season, I think like six of them or, or, you know, five or six of them were only by one score. So it just seemed like they were on the up and up. And so finally is my word. And it's finally because Doug Peterson, it's finally because the offense is there. Uh, you know, it's finally because they have a number one with Calvin Ridley. So finally would be my word. I love it. Mike, how about you, my friend? Three words or less sum up last season and expand on it. I would say all a roller coaster. <laughs> the reason why I'm going to say that is because, of course, you know, you looked at the Jaguars. They started out pretty good. Then, you know, they lost a game. Then they would lose a couple. Then they would win a couple, lose a couple. And then they hit their stride. And the excitement of the roller coaster is where, you know, they kind of took off. So I would say a roller coaster uh, because it definitely was a thrill ride for especially Jaguars fans. Uh, they, you know, some highs, some lows, and the ultimate high in terms of winning the division on the last game of the season and then <laughs> winning in the fashion that they did in the playoffs. Yeah, like I said, hot when it mattered for sure. And Nika, I'm so sorry I said Black and Teal, your first and Teal podcast. My bad. You could have corrected me. My bad on that. <laughs> Nika, so let three words or less. Tell me about what you thought of last season and then expand on it. I would have to say uh, unexpected, expected surprise. Um, I had a, for me, my whole expectation for the season was how did they start and how did they finish? I wanted to see progress. I said, if they finish stronger than they started out, that gave me hope for the next season. And I can just tell you, did I see playoffs? No, I really didn't see playoffs, but it was uh, an unexpected surprise. But I'm glad they were making those steps that were they were finishing. They were learning how to finish these games. They they were a little closer than you would want, but they were finding ways to finish with something that they um, weren't able. They haven't been able to do, and also they their their starts were kind of ugh. Most games, but they finished. Yeah, learning how to finish. That is exactly right. That's what matters in the end. And I see your original BXB trying to get at me with the Jaguars' best football team in Florida. I see you, bro. You ain't going to mess me up. I'm, I'm going to keep going. Let's. We talked about what what is from last year. Let's talk – or excuse me, let's, what was. Let's talk about what is for this year. So um, – and I forgot to even go over your stats. Let's talk about the stats from last year too real quick. Points per game, you guys were ninth, 23.9. Yards per game, you guys were 7th, 358.6. Passing yards per game, 233.5. You were 10th. Rush yards, 125.1. That was 14th overall. Defensively, points per game, 21.4. So 14th. But yardage, you guys gave up a little bit of yards, 352. You were 24th overall. Passing was where your bugaboo was, 238.2 per game. Um, that's 27th overall in the league. Rush yards, though, nice with the rush D, 113.8, um, and that's 12th overall. So that was all the stats from last year. Let's talk about what is for this year. Marquee additions, obviously, Calvin Ridley. Hello. That was the great 
that was the great uh, ad for you guys this year. This is really going to take this offense that was, um, you know, already good and take it to the next level. You franchise Evan Ingram, which I thought was smart um, as well, and made some other key um, smart additions to add to this already stacked offense. You basically you lost Juwan Taylor right tackle, Marvin Jones at receiver, and Arden Key at the edge. So you lost a little bit there. As far as the draft's concerned, the draft was pretty um, heavy for you guys. You went Anton Harrison. That was an offensive tackle from Oklahoma in round one. Round two, Brenton Crane, the tight end from Penn State. Round three, Tank Bigsby, you know, tighten up for Travis Etienne. I like that pick, running back out of Auburn. Ventrell Miller, the linebacker out of Florida. Tracy Lacey, defensive end at Oklahoma State. Yazir Abdullah, linebacker from Louisville. Antonio Johnson, uh, safety out of Texas A&M. This is really a long list of uh, really young talent you guys are, and already a good football team. So this, to me, as I'm breaking down these teams and going through this, this looks great. I mean, Parker Washington, receiver, Penn State. You got all these uh, six-round picks as well. Christian uh, Braswell, cornerback, Rutgers. Eric Hallett, the second, safety from Pitt. Cooper Hodges, uh, offensive tackle at Appalachian State. Raymond Vo- Vohasek, <laughs> I probably messed that up, my bad. Defensive tackle, North Carolina, and you finished up with Derek Parrish, fullback out of Houston. That is a mouthful to say the least. Let's go <laughs> Let's go to you, Mike. I'll start with you. Let's talk about this season. Give me a prediction how you think the season is going to roll out. Huh. Honestly, I think it's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster again. Honestly, um, you know, with um, – you know, Anton Harrison probably having to play off top. And then Walker Little probably had to play the other tackle. It's going to be interesting to see how that works out, especially with Walker Little. Um, that'll be an interesting thing. And then also the cornerback opposite of Tyson Campbell. That'll be an interesting thing to watch, too. Those two things that can kind of keep it in a roller coaster, in my opinion. Um, so it's going to be a roller coaster of a season. I think they'll, they'll kind of have the same peaks and valleys and maybe more consistency down the stretch of the season. I love it. I love it. So you are you, how far in the playoffs? That's what I want to know. I think they will be right there. Uh, I think they'll, they'll, you know, if I had to pick a team right now to win the division, it probably would be Jacksonville to win the division. However, I will say, you know, no offense to Jacksonville. I know Nika, I know she's probably got something ready for me, but I will say Jacksonville has to show they can be consistent in terms of winning and winning, you know, well. So this year is going to be a testament to that because they're they're not going to sneak up on people like they did last year. People are going to be ready for them and bring their A game. So that'll be an interesting thing, interesting thing to see how they, you know, kind of adjust to those different things. I like it. I like it. Well, let's go to Nico. What do you say? Give me a prediction on this year and, and let Mike know what time it is. <laughs> Um, I believe they'll be back in the same same spot. Maybe that AFC championship. Um, I would have to say the defense does worry me because in that AFC championship game, they allowed Chad Henney of all people to go 99 yards and <laughs> score. And if it was not, I believe it wasn't for that play, they probably could have won that game, but the defense wasn't able to show up when they needed them and the offense just stalled. I do believe the offense will probably be a juggernaut this season. So it's going to be, they're just going to have to outscore everyone 
Um, but Trevor Lawrence, them, they'll be the second year in this offense that they're running, and I believe he'll have a better handle on it, and um, the plays will become much easier, simpler. Um, like I said, the line, it does worry me a little bit. Um, I believe that Cam Robinson, this will be his last year here, and he'll be out next season, and Anton will be over there or whatever they decide to do it. Little, those, yeah, on the ends, it still worries me. Even without Taylor there, I was never a fan of his. I think I called him garbage <laughs> juice last year. But Kansas City paid garbage juice a lot of money to play for them. I don't know why, but hey, their money. But I, I believe they can get back in the same spot that they were, and they believe now. And I know everybody's gunning for them, but like I said, they, they have the tools. Um, I just wish on defense, I'm, I'm unsure of Trevon Walker, um, you know, Devin Lloyd, Muma. It, it seemed like they started out hot in the season, those first couple games, and then something happened where they faded away near the end, and it, that just can't happen, not for where they were picked. All right, I like it. All right, Lori, how about you? What do you think about this season coming up? Give me a prediction. Where do you think they're going to be at? So I, I think they're going to get probably 10, 11 wins. Um, I, I, you know, I was going to say 12, but, you know, I do feel like, you know, all you guys make really good points, especially Nika, um, you know, about that Juwan Taylor. I was never a fan of him either. Like, I never called him garbage juice, but still, like, I was never a huge fan of him. Um, but, you know, that's definitely a concern. Um, but, you know, Doug Peterson and – Trent Balky, I think, did a great job in terms of expanding their backfield. Like, I think you said they were 14th in, in rush in rush yards, was that? Um, I think you said 14th, um, which sounds about right. Like, ETN didn't really have anybody else. Like, I'm not – I wasn't a huge fan of, uh, of Hasty. so now they have Tank. They have Dearness Johnson and Jermichael Hasty. Um, you know, they added some depth back there, so I think that was good. Um and then, you know, you think about Calvin Ridley. I think that offense, you know, like Nika said, they're going to have to basically score more points um, than everybody else. It's their pass rush uh, that is one of the main issues for me. Um, you know, just going to piggyback off of her again. I think that's going to be their biggest um, weakness in terms of being able to stop teams. Uh, it was so easy for Travis Kelsey to to catch the ball and run down the field, and I think they were second worst in uh, in guarding tight ends. They give up the most yards uh, out of all the all the teams in the NFL, when they, when it comes to tight ends, giving up runs to or uh, yards to tight ends, so that's going to be a big, um, you know, that's going to be a big thing for them to be able to stop. Um, you know, I do like the Antonio Johnson pick. I think that he dropped a little bit in the draft. That safety, um, I think, I think he's a he's a pretty good addition. They did a lot of, uh, you know, they got a lot of guys for for depth this year, which is great. Um, but yeah, I think. Th- it's. I don't think it's going to be a roller coaster like it was last year, um, where they have a abundant amount of losses and then they have a bunch of wins. I think it's going to be a little bit more consistent. Um, I think they're going to win some games that they should lose, um, and they're going to lose some games that they should win. Just like every other team that is a decent team that gets into the playoffs, they have those little bit of ups and downs. But I don't think. I think it's definitely going to be more consistent. So I'm definitely going to go with 11 wins. I think to get back uh, to where they were last season. Um, it's just going to be tough. It's, it, I think it all depends on their defense and being able to stop uh, tight ends, uh, especially. 
I like it. Like I said, I'm actually really high on you guys. I think you guys are set for a great season this year. Uh, Mike, like Mike said, though, it is something that now people know you guys are good. It's not going to be a surprise. Um, so yeah. it is going to see how the game plan works out for you guys. But again, it wasn't no surprise when you came into the playoffs. Everyone knew who you were and you guys stepped it up and played yeah. great when it mattered. So that was one thing I want to add that I forgot to actually add. They have the eighth easiest schedule and people over always overlook schedule strength, but it's a big deal. Um, the Eagles had one of the easiest schedules and they got to where they were. Uh, and I think that has a lot to do with, uh, you know, why teams somehow get far. Some teams don't really go that far, even though they're good. It's because they play a lot of good teams. Jaguars have eighth easiest. You can't overlook that. Sure. And you got the division in itself isn't all that great. So, you know, those are teams that you don't necessarily have to get beat up against, like with the Texans, for example, not to beat up on the Texans. But, you know, again, that's a team you don't necessarily have to worry about week in and week out. Um, all right. Well, listen, we got we talked about all the seriousness. You know, we, we talked about last year. We talked about this year. Let's have a little fun now. Now, fortunately, though, um, we're a little uneven. So I'm going to have to handicap somebody. Mike, I'm Mike, I'm going to do it. Mike, I hate to do it because I'm going to do boys against girls the way this is like plays out. <laughs> I'm going to handicap you a little bit tonight because Fred's going to be on your team. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Good luck with you for that. But listen, so this is how we play uh, Fantasy Quiz Show. It's basically like Family Feud. I'm going to ask a question. I'll have you guys go against one another. You'll shout out the answer because I don't have any fancy buzzers. And whoever has the uh, highest will get it for their team. You guys can close out the five questions. You got three strikes, of course. And if you get the three, if the three strikes go, the other team gets a chance to steal, just like Family Feud. All right. So let's get it started. It's Fantasy Quiz Show, Jags Edition. There seems to be no sign of intelligence. It's the Fantasy Quiz Show. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. <laughs> Well, it's not going to be a long game tonight because we have Jags experts in the building. So right. let's get things started. I only live two hours away. Watch out. All right. Let's get it started with Mike and Lori. You guys will go mano e mano. This is like a little layup to start things out. So this, this could be a nice little easy way to start this game out. All right. So top five answers on the board. I Or excuse me. Let me take that back top six answers on the board because the last two there is a tie so you got six chances on this one but i'm looking all time in jags history pass td leaders like passing tds let's see hmm. um mark brunell mark brunell Lori off the jump Killing it. Good job. Mark Brunel actually is number one on the list at 144. So you guys got control. I'm going to go back to Nika. What you got? Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Good old Blake is number two on the list with 103. Like I said, it's a layup right here. Let's go, Lori. What, what you got the next one? Um... Byron? Byron Leftwich. Leftwich. 
I thought you spoiled it going in order. It didn't go in order there. He is number four on this list, believe it or not, at 51. All right, Nico, what you got? David Garrard. David Garrard. That's who we were looking for at number three, David Garrard, 89. So now we're down to number five and six who are tied. So we got two guys down there who are tied. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> definitely not Wayne Gabbert. Isn't, I think Minshew and Lawrence are actually tied. So uh, I don't know. Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence. I have no idea. He is there <laughs> at number five. I would say young career, pretty cool. 37 TDs. He's tied with one other guy, Nika, for the sweep. Can you get it? Minshew. Garner Minshew with the mustache. Was that right? Yeah. Oh, it didn't come up. What the hell? Sorry, my bad. Apparently having some technical <laughs> difficulties in the back. Sorry about that. All right, so congratulations, Lori and Nika. You have snuck through round one. Great job. You guys swept it. No X's at all. Well, that was a layup, I got to say. So here we go. Nika versus Fred. Mike, I'm sorry, man. I ain't even bringing it like that. This guy, he's like that, like when you're on uh, Wheel of Fortune and you keep hitting bankrupt. That's what that's Mike right now. <laughs> We're going to uh, question number two. I'm still looking all time for the Jags, and I want to know Rush TD leaders of all time. Oh, Freddie. It's between you two, Nika and Freddie. I thought she said something. Oh, did what's Freddie T? Oh, it's, oh, Freddie I, thought, T. <laughs> I thought she was calling your name. Never. <laughs> I was Never. like, why are you calling Freddie? Like, what's going on? <laughs> all right, <laughs> Freddie. That's so Freddie funny. T is, Freddie T is number two sixty-two, but yeah, yeah, you thought I was gonna get it right or something? <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was. I mean, I didn't. What did you even say anything? I must have missed it. No, no, but I seen the check mark. But I know who it is. I know this one. Okay, well, you you didn't get it. So anyway, all right. Well, unfortunately, Freddie didn't say anything. But I, so I can say that, it right. She's got the second one. I know the first one. Do you? Yeah, I I, I lived here that long. Well, let's sit, let's hear it if you know. I that. know it's Jones Drew. I ain't that <laughs> crazy. I know he's the best running back they ever had. Let's go, John. We're He's definitely not the best running back they've ever had, but you he's, know. he's leading in the TD. So you are correct there. He was number. He is number all right, one all right. time. He surprised me. I thought I didn't even know you knew who that was. I um, do 60, know. <laughs> he was on my Sixty-eight TDs all time for Maurice Jones Drew. Okay, well, Mike, your boy stepped up for you. You guys got three, uh, four, and five on this list. Mike. Can you name the next one? Mike, I got nothing. I'm, I'm trying to think over here because I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> It's got to be a quarterback. It's one of them. Got to be. Um, I'll throw David Garrard out there. He's going David Garrard. 
first X of the <laughs> night so far. Fred, what do you say? What do you got, bro? You got oh, nothing? I, 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 I'm going to go with the bad pick. I know it's going to be terrible, but he did play on the Jets, so I'm going to go with James Robinson. James Robinson. Fred is all. I can't even. He's on fire. He's actually number I five. I James Robinson. He's number five on the list with 18. Mike, so you're thanks missing, for me, bro. Let's go. You're missing three and four. Mike, mm. what do you got? I'm trying to think because we're like, man, I remember more wide receivers there than I do actually running backs, to be honest. Besides Maurice Jones doing Fred Taylor. But this ain't a receiver question, Mike. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm in my mind. I'm over here scrambling now, trying to think of something. I know it's uh, called it's delaying. It's all good. I get it. Yeah, I'm really delaying that. I really am. <laughs> I should say Carlos Hyde, but I know that's wrong. <laughs> I know that's wrong, but uh, yeah, I haven't got. Uh, I have. Uh, the judge gave it to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fred, come on, bro. You got to save the team here. You got three or four. You got one of them. I just, I just one thought of them went It's funny. Oh, Lord. Look at this guy. No, 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 no. Mac. Mac. Uh, he's calling for the return of Stacy Mac. Number four on this list. With Mike, come on, Mike. What's going on? Who's going to answer? That's what I want to know. <laughs> who, who gave Fred the answers for tonight's I'm show? A, I'm going to throw, like, throw Mark <laughs> Brunel out there for the answer. Mike is trying to go Mark Brunel for the save. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> Michael Jordan on us, Mike. Getting, getting. Oh my now, Lori and Nika, you got oh, a chance to steal it, but you only got one answer here. So Be nice, guys. Be nice, us. You nail it. We need one, guys. Come on. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll take it. It's James Stewart, baby. Come on. Oh, we James. Stewart. Yeah, I forgot about. Yep, that's nails what I'm thinking. It, nails it. Nails it. Stewart. I know. I in that one. James Stewart, if this one. isn't a play on numbers, is number three with 33. How about that? If you don't know, oh. now you know. Let's get back to Mike and Lori. Greg Jones. It's 2 nothing to the ladies right now, and these questions are about to get tougher. Bring your A game, boys. We need you back in this. Top five answers on the board for Lori and Mike. Here we go. I want to know. Now, I'm talking, I'm thinking more winning percentage. And what I want to know is who are the teams that you have the all-time best winning percentage against? Uh, Steelers? The Steelers? Probably. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I just want it. I just want it to be that. <laughs> Mike, you got a guess? Come on, Mike. Come on, that Mike. Would, that would be the Texans. The Houston Texans. All right. Can I can I go again? You can. You can. Yes. What you got? The Colts. The Colts. The Colts. 
Oh yes, that would definitely be. No. Mike, wow. back to you. Goodness gracious, I know it Mike, is. Mike, Mike, we got to think about it. Bad team uh, in the through the nineties or two thousands, man. Uh, the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns. Fred. Ah, sorry, Look Negan. at Fredo here. Look at Fredo. <laughs> listen, not listen. And Lori, I would give you a shot to because, but I can't because the Browns are number one on this list. You guys are twelve and six <laughs> all time against the Browns. Six hundred and sixty-seven. Nika, I failed us. All right, let's go, Fred. Since you know it all, what else you got on this list? Oh my God. Okay, okay. They came. They started in the nineties, two thousands. I hate to say the stupid answer, but I, I, I think it's my own stupid team. <laughs> go with this. Hey, PS, suck, suck, suck. It is your own stupid team. They are <laughs> the Jags are nine and seven all time against the Jets. All right, Mike, back to you, my friend. I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. The America's team, the Miami Dolphins? They own a lot, but not that one. All right, what do you, what do you say, Fred? <laughs> All right, I know this game. So Cleveland, who's in that Cleveland? Cleveland, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Not Pittsburgh. Let's go with Baltimore. The Baltimore Ravens? I think this is BS. I'm sorry. The Ravens <laughs> weren't at any time even sucky either. So now I know there's BS. Anyway, Baltimore Ravens, number four. You're 13 and 10 all time against the Jags. All right, what you got, Mike? I'm going to say, well, I'm just going with a pattern of teams that have pretty abysmal times. I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals. Was definitely a good guess, though. I like it. I like where you're heading there. <laughs> All right, Fred. Let's see what else you magically pull out of your hat tonight. <laughs> I'm running low because I know it ain't the Patriots. The Dolphins are gone. The Jets. I know it ain't the Bills. Uh, I know it ain't the Bengals, man. Uh, let's go with the. He already said Texans, Colts. Dude, I'm in trouble. Uh, uh, you're about to hit it. Nah, no, wait, Justin. Uh, <laughs> let's go with the, the Broncos. The Broncos. <laughs> All right, Nika. That was looking funny. Nika and Lori, you got a chance to steal it here. Do you guys know three or four? Again, I'm sorry. I didn't say that earlier. You guys can talk amongst yourselves for the, the steal. So you're missing number two and number three on this list. Oh, this is I'm pretty sure you asked this, this question last year. I, I always ask this. This is, yeah, this is, I always ask this. I was surprised you weren't ready for it, actually. Um, the, the Raiders. Oh, she was ready for it, though. Yes. 
and I'm I'm pretty sure I said the Colts last year too. And I was he wrong. was ready for it. I can't even believe it. <laughs> I was like, we've had a few repeat uh, guests, and they don't they don't remember shit. So that was very impressive, Lori. Thank you. Great job. Listen, number three on this list, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, Fred, you're on that right track with the the, the sucky teams. Four and three uh, Jags are all time. Um, even though we didn't get to it, well, I'll just go over the losing percentages, the guys you have the worst winning percentage against. Number one is the New England Patriots. You guys are one and eight all time against New England. Number two is the Washington Commanders. You guys are one and seven against the Commanders. Oof. The Vikings are number three, one and six against the Vikings. Number four, the Rams, one and five against the Rams. And at five and six, they're tied. You have the Saints and the Packers, both at two and five against the Jags. If you don't know, now you know. Well, congratulations, Tanika and Lori. You are tonight's winner. Congratulations, guys. And, Mike, I know I handicapped you tonight, bro. I'm so sorry. I really am. Wait, we but, had to receive a question uh, first. Ah, you're <laughs> right. I should have switched it up a little bit. That's oh. my fault. I didn't, I didn't okay. expect Lori to no, pull that did. little, little magic out of her. Uh, I, I, I contributed. I contributed to our demise. I can't. I can't throw it all. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said that, Mike, because when we have a winner, we do have a loser. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> Congratulations again, Nika. Good, good game though overall, and it's all right, Mike. I said I handicapped you tonight, so that really wasn't on you. That was more for Fred, so no big deal. All right, well, listen, let's give you this opportunity now to plug yourselves before we head out. What just the judge has? Oh, okay, I thought he had something to say. Uh, let's get opportunity now to plug yourselves before we go on to our next segment. Nika, where can we follow, subscribe, and get all your great content? <clears throat> You can find me at First and Teal on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all of your streaming platforms. You can find our podcast. That's awesome. First and Teal. Thank you. First Absolutely. and Teal. <laughs> Go follow, subscribe, get Nika's all her great content. Lori, how about you? Where can we follow, subscribe, and get all of your great content? So the name right here is on Twitter. It's on Instagram. Um, I recently became a part of the read optional. It's a Substack on um, well, Substack. Uh, you guys can check me out there. I actually have a piece coming out about Doug Peterson's offense in, in, in using bunch, uh, you know, formations, uh, which is going to be cool because that's a big part of, uh, you know, it's a big part of his scheme, his scheme. So you guys can check me out, out on there and on Instagram uh, and on my own Substack at Larry Fitzpatrick. Nice. Make sure you follow, subscribe, get all Lori's great stuff. Mike, where can we follow, subscribe, and get all your great content, my friend? You can find me on Twitter at MikePat82. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-T-O-N-82 on Twitter. And you can find me, my show, Touring the ASC South, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple. Uh, you know, everywhere you have podcasts, you can find my show. You know, I've had people from Warren Moon to Jamel Hill to... Uh, you know, most recently been true. So 
No, definitely uh, a fun time uh, when you when you come listen to my show. You can find it on all listening platforms. Make sure you check it out. Follow, subscribe. I love that you have a whole podcast on the AFC South because Fred is an AFC South lover, just so you're aware. All right, we're <laughs> going to take a quick break. Like I said, you guys are more than welcome to stay. We'll just give you the opportunity if you guys want to dip out. More than welcome to stay, though. When we come back from our commercial, we'll be doing our fantasy focus on the Jags. Thank you guys again. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent Good girl. All right. Well, we got Justin with his uh, wrestling sign. <laughs> Fred, back in. Let's get on to the fantasy focus. <laughs> So if you were watching the show back and when we came back to business, one thing you know is Trevor Lawrence is a my guy for sure this year. Right now I have him at number nine, but in all drafts, I am definitely looking to target Trevor Lawrence. I like the addition of Calvin Ridley, where this offense is headed. Again, you got Travis Etienne. He's got a little bit of backup. I like his instead of having the James Robinson who's getting was getting old. Now you got some young guys to back him up. I love the the addition, like I said, uh, uh the franchise and sorry of, of Evan Ingram. Um, Christian Kirk, another year for him to get some chemistry with Trevor. I love Trevor Lawrence all day long. He is somebody I'm targeting in all my fantasy drafts this season. Justin, what say you, my friend? Oh, I got him at uh, QB number eight right now. Um, uh, I've been finding this throughout my entire rankings process is, is that I really like Trevor Lawrence, and I'm right there with you. I'm drafting him in every league that I can because he is the last of the, the real, true, talented young guys that's going off the board. A lot of people are infatuated with fields, as I am myself, but – the thing with Trevor Lawrence is, is that he doesn't use his legs nearly as much as a Justin Fields or a Lamar Jackson to justify him in that kind of ranking. And while he did have a breakout season last year, he hasn't had the consistent breakout years, the consistent 4,000 plus 30 touchdown years that a Herbert Mahomes or an Allen have had. So it's kind of, for me, I'm like, you're in that top 10 but you're just on the outside. I really still got to see that you can make this consistent. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it this year. But like I said, I'm drafting him everywhere because I love to take a QB later than everybody else does. Fred, what does that notepad say? (laughs) Those are my rankings. (laughs) uh, Fred's old school. Yeah, I'm I'm illiterate and computer literate. I have uh, Lawrence at 11. Um, I don't have him in the top 10 like you guys. I think there are a lot better quarterbacks than him. 
Um, the ones that put him on, make him 11, besides the regular um, Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow, um, I don't know where to put him when it can compare to Dak Prescott. With I got them at 10 and 11. I think Dak, when we talked last time about Dallas, we were talking about it. He might be a little bit more mobile this year, uh, you know, and, you know, uh, the receiver. So I think that pushed Lawrence down to 11 for me. Yeah, the addition of Brandon Cooks uh, in Dallas, too. Yeah, I feel you. All right, that's, that's debatable, but like I said, I just real high on Trevor Lawrence and this high-octane offense going into this season. All right, let's go into the running back position. Travis Etienne, obviously, last year from Weeks 7 to 17, removing the game versus the um, Baltimore, where he obviously got injured. Um, he was he averaged 15 fantasy points per game that put him at running back number eight overall. Um, so I got him right now at 11. I don't see um, any regression. I don't see. I think he's just going to be right back into the fold of things. Um, Doug Peterson loves to dump that ball, dump the ball up to the RB. He's a great guy to take it and go to the house, which we saw last year a lot. Um, he's got Tank Bigsby behind him. I don't think he's a huge threat as far as getting into a lot of his carries, but he could eat into some goal line stuff. Jamichael Hasty is there as well, um, but I like Travis Etienne a lot this season, just like I like this offense. So, again, I have him number 11th overall. Justin, what say you? Yeah, so uh, I got him 14th right now. I got Tank Bigsby 50th, but I could move him up because you do make a good point about the goal line carries and you know touchdowns are king in any uh fantasy sport or an NFC fantasy football team um but uh for etn it's it's big on the catches for me like i, I see this guy as somebody who could do what austin eckler does catch 70 balls put 700 yards up there and a couple of touchdowns to add with it um he's gonna be clutching ppr and for bigsby it's gonna be touchdown or bust I see him as somebody who could be valuable down the line, um, maybe as like a transition when Travis Etienne wears out his contract. But, you know, until that time, it's we're just talking about rookies here. and Rookies have proven nothing. So that's what makes them gold. But also at the same time, that's what makes them a question mark. Absolutely. With that, 100 percent. Fred, what do you say? I'm going to I go with NTN, but I have him as 14. I think uh I got about uh, I got a lot of the other running backs ahead of him just just because I think they're gonna air it out a little bit more. You have like you said, they have three really good wide receivers out there now that you know you really want to spread the ball to really Kirk and and of course the rookies A Jones. I heard he's killing it out there in training camp. So uh, that's why I bring it down a little bit for Etienne. Uh, I got him at fourteen, right behind um, uh, uh, Kenneth Walker. Zay Jones, man, he was great last year, too. We'll get, let's get into that. We're talking about the receivers. Calvin Ridley, um, I have him 22nd. Um, I have him a little bit over Kirk, who I have a 27th. Like I said, if I'm high on a quarterback, I'm going to be high on the receivers um, as well. I like them. I got Zay, Zay Jones 62, um, but definitely could see him if there's any kind of injury or Calvin Ridley comes off to a slow start. Zay Jones could definitely uh, – uh, climb up the charts if you will um he had some great spurts last year where he was big time money um down the stretch actually as well i do remember that so zay jones i do like um but he's more of a you know hey later on let me get my fourth or fifth receiver um again christian kirk you can't go wrong 
with Christian Kirk, but he's not going to give you, I don't think, what he gave you last year because of the additions of Calvin Ridley. You do have Evan Ingram again. We'll get into the tight end position. We just talked about the dump-off passes to ETN, and we also talked about the, um, you know, again, the the whole running attack also to eat into that. So I, I like Christian Kirk to be a little bit regressive this year, but that's because I'm so high on Calvin Ridley. So if I'm wrong on Calvin Ridley, then there'll be no Christian Kirk reg- regression and no one will be upset. All right, what do you say, Justin? <laughs> well, you know, I think in a you know a world where you have a good quarterback, it's not necessarily one guy's going to eat into the other. It's how you're going to spread the ball around, and that's why I think Zay Jones is kind of going to get the 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 shit into the shaft because he's the deep threat. Calvin Ridley's the possession. Christian Kirk's the slot, and Doug Peterson likes to work the middle of the field. So when I look at this, I'm like, okay, Christian Kirk, I see him. He had a great year last year, but I can see him having a bigger year this year, mm. particularly on the touchdown ends. He had eight touchdowns last year, which was huge for him, but that was one of their main bread and butter things for the red zone area was go to Christian Kirk. So I could see that definitely being a possibility where he continues to have that success, especially if you have Calvin Ridley on the outside drawing more attention from a safety or maybe, you know, a nickel corner doubling him up. So, you know, for me, it's 24 and 25 is Christian Kirk and Ridley. I'm very unsure about Ridley, but I have to give him his props. He was a good receiver in Atlanta. He might have been missing a year because of gambling problems, but you can't assume that he's automatically going to be, you know, the guy he was before. And, you know, he's obviously not a year taken away from the field means that his body is hopefully healthy. So you can just hope that he's coming back, you know, and, you know, shake off the rust in preseason and be ready to go in the regular season. He's their number one or 1A, 1B, whatever you want to call Christian Kirk and him. But I think that they'll be around 24-25. And with a good quarterback, you could easily have two receivers in the top 24. I mean, how many years did DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett do it, right? I, I think it's very feasible to have these two Tula, guys. In the Tua top and Jalen Waddle. Tua and Jalen Waddle. I mean, Tua. I mean, Tua. Waddle Tyree and, Kill. Uh, uh, yeah, Tyree Kill, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's two in the top 10. That's right. fucking nasty exactly. right there. Yeah. But that's yeah, to your good. point. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Anyway, yeah, but I was here I was trying to help your point, and then you're gonna be a dick. All right, let's go to Fred. What do you say? I, I'm kind of in agreement with you when it comes to Ridley. Uh you have him 23, you have him 20, 22, 24, I have him 23. Now, um, it's it's Christian Kirk that I'm really a little bit confused about. Um, I have him at 27, but uh, he, I was looking at some of his uh, his uh, numbers from last year, and they said he was like 18 with 23% target share. So he has the potential to jump up within 2017, possibly 16. So he's the only one I'm not sure about. But like I said, I, I st- I'll keep him at 26 for now and see how he progresses. Say Jones easily out of the top 40 just because of everything that you said. Plus, I don't know where Edmund Ingram fits into this. Right, yeah, and again, um, Jordan Thomas, the judge, so he's with Jesus. Don't sleep on Kirk, so he's he's agreeing with you there. Well, well let's talk about Evan, Evan Ingram. Nice segue there, friend. Um, you know, again, last season, 
very good. Just came out again. He stayed healthy, so that was big. Um, so, again, Evan Ingram was very good for your tight end position that, again, is a barren wasteland. He's not up there with your – you know, uh, with your big dogs yet, but you know, I could definitely see that happening this season right now. I got him number nine overall. Um, you know, again, he had that first year with the giants where he popped off and he was great and he was hampered by injuries. Now all of a sudden I feel like he's healthy. He looks good. He looks good again. It's another year to develop with Trevor Lawrence. Um, I'll, so again, Evan Ingram to me is somebody I would love to have. And I, it'd be a nice little, um, uh, I forget what you call it, a little combo um, with uh, Trevor Lawrence. So I like that. Jaguars defense last year actually finished number six overall, um, believe it or not, in fantasy. I, I, I just think right now they're looking at middle of the pack. I didn't really see a lot of great additions for them. So, you know, Jags D, am I targeting them? No, but I am certainly going to look at them as a backup defense because don't forget, they do play the Texans. You will get at least two of those games. And again, Lori talked about their schedule. You know, can't really talk about how good it is now. We'll see how those teams develop. But they certainly do have some teams on their schedule that you wouldn't mind playing that Jags D against. So make sure to look out for them as a backup. All right. Well, Justin, we'll go to you. What do you say about the D and or excuse me, the tight end and the D? <laughs> about the tight end and the D. What do you say D. about it, bro? <laughs> Uh, I'm with you with Evan Ingram. I'm at nine too. Uh, he's super, he's uber athletic. Uh, tight ends tend to come on later in their careers, unlike wide receivers. And, you know, I think he found his perfect fit in Jacksonville. They're not asking him to be an avid blocker. They're just asking him to go out there and be an athletic receiver. Um, he's a gigantic man when you put him up against a safety and then he's got a great catch radius, good contested catch um, percentage there as well. I'm all in on getting Evan Ingram right where you can get like the Chigs and all those guys. <laughs> Jordan doesn't know. I love that's one of my strategies, Jordan. I love having two defenses because it's just I like playing matchups. So yeah, I know I'm the, I'm one of those guys. You're, you're that guy. You're that I am guy. that guy. I love it. <laughs> uh Jacksonville is easily a streamer defense for me. Every time I, I see the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, even this year, the Tennessee Titans, that's six games where I'm like, I'll hold the Jacksonville defense just for those six games because it's going to be a slaughter. Um, they have the – it's like playing the AFC South is just the greatest right now. And obviously Jacksonville is on their way, in my opinion, to another title and another deep playoff run. Well, as Mike brought up, they won't be winning the division by one game at the end of the year this year, so I guarantee you that. All right, Fred, what say you? Yeah, Evan Ingram, top 10. Um, I'm not reaching for him, but if he falls into your lap in the later rounds, of course you'll take him. I mean, he he, he showed that he could play again, and he wants to play, and he likes Jacksonville. Um, I totally in agreement with you when it comes to the Jags. I mean, they got the first part of their schedule is tough with the Chiefs and, you know, the high ranking offenses like the Bills. But there is a portion of their their um, schedule where you get the Panthers, the Bucks, the Falcons, the Steelers. And it's like, oh, wow. Well, you know, let me play them a little bit because <laughs> it, it comes at the at the the latter portion of their schedule when they start playing good and they want to make the playoff run. So yeah, why not? Weeks. Yeah. I was about to say, right? I was about to say in your, 
Right. But then when you want them to perform for you, that's the time too. So yeah, you're hundred percent on the money. Absolutely. Were you finished? Were you finished? I'm finished. <laughs> it's like, that's I'm all sorry, I got. Fred. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. All other- right. It's ho hum. It's the Jags for the for Fred. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys. We are finished for the season. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How's Jordan on the, the, the chat, but he's not in the room? Oh, oh, you, you of all people, like, <laughs> you, you, one night a week, one night a week. I'm like, what? I know you ain't saying nothing. Anyway, Fred, that all right. was a good one, bro. I'm like, was I was in the chat, but I don't see him in the room. That's right, because he's on two nights a week where he's on one, so He's got a he's got a nice night off. All right, let's get. I don't actually. Where is Nick? Actually, I just thought. Oh, he's on vacation. He's reminding oh, me. He's on vacation. He reminded me thirty times, and I still forgot. All right, Nick. Congrats. Have fun, Nick. I hope you're having a good time, my friend. We didn't forget about you. We love you. All right. Well, we'll this, see- is, this is for you. <laughs> we don't need that to play the whole time because we already know the answer to that. All right. Let's finish things off tomorrow night. It's the Houston Texans gonna get hot and sticky right now we're there That's in dallas take long yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you see this <laughs> i like the way jason's like let me try to amp this up as best as possible <laughs> yeah, that's my job i'm the show uh, you know it's the showman kind of thing all right anyway houston texans we got a lot of exciting guests so we'll be talking to them about the prospects of the houston texans tomorrow all right we appreciate you all and we are out